Hi, and welcome to Research Talks, a podcast series that explores how research is making an impact on people and policies, with a focus on the how. Brought to you by the International Food Policy Research Institute, IFPRI. I'm your host, Sivan Youssef. In this episode, we'll be exploring a financial inclusion project that IFPRI has been developing together with private sector partners. It's called Risk Contingent Credit, RCC. RCC addresses the problem of banks being reluctant to give loans out to farmers because farming is inherently a risky business. In the end, if you want a sustainable, so-called scalable, we have to rely on private sector to kind of scale up, to kind of help, because the, the loss from drought is just too, too large for any government or any foundation to, to deal with. So this is why we want to get the private sector involved. Our story takes place in Kenya. Many farmers there are subsistence farmers with little access to credit or other means to improve their situation. That's how FP researchers became interested in the subject. My name is Liang Yu. I'm a senior research fellow at the International Food Policy Research Institute. Uh, I'm a dinosaur at IPRI. I have been working for IPRI for 20 years. This is my first job. Maybe it would be my last job. In 2016, Liang and a colleague, Aperba Shi, were discussing work that Aperba had done in graduate school. The work centered on finding a way to make bank credit or loans available to small farmers. Why can't farmers get loans from banks in places like Kenya? Normally, you don't have collateral. And then farming, more important, farming itself, in particular rain-fed agriculture, is a risky business. We are talking rain-fed, semi-arid. This is very semi-arid. It's, the, the weather is very, very chaotic because risky farming. Normally, banks don't want to lend it to the farmers. That because it's afraid if you lose the if I lend you and then you lost your harvest, you cannot return, right? Even I cannot force you to return because you cannot even feed yourself. Liang and his colleagues designed a way to convince banks to loan money to these risky farmers and to convince the smallholder farmers to take on loans. Their idea? Bring in an insurance partner to absorb the risk for both sides. The idea is this. A farmer applies for, let's say, a $100 loan. The bank treats it as a $110 loan. That extra $10 goes to an insurance company. If the harvest goes well, the farmer pays back that $110 loan plus interest at the market rate. But if the harvest doesn't go well, like if there's a drought that destroys all of the farmer's crops, the insurance company first checks the rainfall numbers from the local weather station to confirm the lack of rain, and then it covers the loss and pays back the loan for the farmer. The bank is happy and the farmer is happy. Liang and his team designed a pilot study to see whether this risk-contingent credit would work in Kenya. Their first step was to get stakeholders on board. You have to get the Kenya government. This is like a financial regulatory authority. You have to have them approve it. You know, it's like you sell insurance or sell mutual fund to anyone. So that is process. Kenya government actually encourage, you know, the equity bank, you know, of course, equity have a tradition working with farmers when they start. Equity bank, by the way, is the largest bank. It's not in Kenya, it's whole East Africa. And we have this uh, insurance company, insurance company, they said, oh, it's your premier paid to me is fair. Otherwise, you know, I got a huge loss I cannot afford. We actually have a Swiss re, Swiss insurance company to, to kind of reinsure our insurance 
uh, for free because you know this us their kind of uh, pro bono work for us. Had those companies ever worked with a, a non-profit or an NGO on a project? Uh, Swiss Re does, but not the other insurance company or equity bank. The team picked Machakos County in Kenya as the place to run their baseline study. That's, I would say, it's not the poorest region in, in Kenya, but the, as the Machaco County is actually a lot so far away from Nairobi, so it's, it's not that good. And then the drought and then, you know, sometimes flood, you know, kind of is a big problem over there. Um, and people over there realize that you know, farming is very hard, you know. The major crop over there is maize and, uh, you know, sorghum and millet. Actually, you know, is, the land is very harsh, you know. They recruited 1,200 farming households for a randomized controlled trial, meaning that the farmers were randomly selected to receive an RCC loan or a traditional loan. A third group, the control group, was given no loan. Their baseline study found that 50% of the farmers had no access to any credit. And then it was time for the pilot intervention. But before the farmers could start with the RCC loans, they had to get training. We designed this product to get approved, and then, you know, we go to financial trainers. This is very important. It's like uh, anybody want to want you to buy a life insurance. You have to transparent. We train actually the whole day for the farmers. We tested their knowledge about the product, their knowledge about the risk management, the knowledge about what the loans come from, um, what kind of benefit cost. Had the farmers that underwent the training, had any of them ever had financial literacy training before? Well, this is a good question, actually. Um, I would say very little, maybe around 10%. I would say majority of farmers never had a bank account at all. Wow. This is our idea, right? We are trying to target the pool. Did you have confidence that the pilot would work before you implemented it? No, of course. We never tried it before. To be honest with you, I don't know. I, I, you, you have been long enough, you know, most, I think most of our research or project comfort zone would be working with NGOs, government, another research organization, right? I don't think so many EPRI projects working with the private sector, you know, a bank. It's very different, total mentality. They just wanted to, they, they look at the bottom line, right? You cannot blame them for, them, them for that, right? They look at the, how much profit we get. This is their mentality. In the, in the end, if you want the, a sustainable, so-called scalable, you know, we, we have to rely on private sector to kind of scale up, to kind of help uh, put it in, because the, the loss from drought is just too too large for any government or any foundation to, to deal with. So this is why we want to get the private sector involved. So it's 2017, the farmers in the intervention group have finished financial literacy training. They have received loans in the form of vouchers for things like fertilizer and seeds. Liang and his team are monitoring the project, and the year is turning out to be a very strange one for Machacos County. In 2017, is a very peculiar year. Normally, you know, if you look at any index insurance, they just look at the total rainfall to the growing season, right? This total, you know, I just make it up. This, this growing season is 100 millimeters. And if above 100 millimeters, I will pay you 50% of the loan. You know, I just, it's a payment. But in the 2017, it's a very peculiar year. 
In that particular year, there's a lot of rain, even flooding at the beginning of the season, but no rain at the end of the season. So you can imagine the farmers lost the crops, but the insurance, the insurance is not triggered because of a lot of rain total. In other words, the way the project was designed, insurance payout was only triggered if the total rainfall was too high or low. The 2017 growing season had torrential rains in the beginning and a drought at the end, but its total rainfall on paper was in the normal range. We feel very sorry for farmers. Actually, we put project money to pay the farmers, you know, because remember, we, this is by law, the insurance company have no obligation to pay because everything is, this is a contract, right? So in the end, we actually paid the RCC loans to the farmer. But this setback had some unexpected benefits. For one, the farmers whose loans were repaid by the project were so happy that they promoted the product to their neighbors. So the project got a huge marketing boost. I wouldn't say drought is good, you know, but from a promotion point of view, you can imagine this RCC is very popular now. You, the second time you go there, people will, oh, this is so good. You know, you give me $100 because now I don't need to pay anything back. So it's from promotion view, this drought is good for us. It also prompted the researchers to fix the rainfall trigger. Farmer actually tell us that the rainfall is more erratic than ever. They used to be, for example, the rainfall, they said, oh, most of the rainfall should come very regularly around October. Nowadays, you know, nobody can predict even the, the rainfall onset, you know. And then the so rainfall also comes very erratic in the sense that like, you know, there's a lot of rainfall you concentrated in, in a few weeks and then there's no ra rainfall at all. We redesigned the trigger. Instead of one trigger, total rainfall, we have every 21 days separate trigger. At the end of the growing season in 2017, the pilot wrapped up and the results were encouraging. The uptake rates of the farmers offered the RCC loans or their agreement to take on the loans was 40% compared to 30% for those in the traditional loan group. The project is ongoing. Liang's team is on round three of the interventions, but the project has already taught researchers some important lessons. The farmers actually is very smart, very smart entrepreneur. They know the risk. They know their, what they are doing. They know what is growing, what is the last year's harvesting, they know how much they get, and then in the good year, what they want to get in a bad year. I think it's just they don't have a means to deal with the risk. That is what I, I feel like. We need to learn from the local people, you know. I would not imagine, for example, giving the farmer voucher rather than cash. For the local branch, they know better. They said, you know, you don't want to give these people cash. They may, you know, just pay their school fees. So what we did actually, they mostly get vouchers. Vouchers, they, the bank have like um, select some local suppliers of fertilizer seed. That is a kind of trusted suppliers. They are the, on the front to actually handle the loans, handle the, the payment, so they know better. Risk contingent credit faces a long road as it moves from being an experimental public-private research model to becoming a commercial, profitable product in the banking and insurance world. I would say, you know, this uh, risk contingent credit is still a new product. I, I would say it's, not, it's successful in the sense we have very close relationship with the bank, with the insurance company. To be commercial viable, right, this is our goal. We still a long way to go. The, for example, 
we find that training is import, uh, very important. Right now, you know, actually we subsidize the training. You know, how did you incentivize for, uh, the banks to kind of take up this uh, product? Also, we want to reduce the cost. Remember, cost for, for the banks, you know, is cost important. important. So right now, we uh, we actually subsidize the bank's labor to manage the loans. So one way to go forward is take out the new technologies. We are not taking the mobile money yet. This is one idea we are trying to modify that why don't we get all loans, everything on mobile? That would dramatically decrease the cost of managing the loan. This new product is not just for one particular drug. This is the advantage of China. It can be used to deal with a lot of drugs. Any drug, actually, this is where the beauty of this product is scalable. It's not just Kenya. Our goal is to make the product sustainable and so market-based, so can be scaled up after pre after research, after project, right? So the banks can think this is a commercially viable product. I think we are not here yet. To be able to go to the commercial viable can benefit not, the, not just the, you know, just a few thousand people, benefit even thousands or even millions of people. The banks have to say this is a commercial viable product so they can win it to take as a regular portfolio, let them to the farmers. It sounds so fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this is real. I, I can see, see the people. He's so happy. These people never had a bank account. Suddenly, they, they you are talking about the loans, local interest, and insurance payout, right? And then, you know, as I said, one of the the lady, she actually told me, you know, she actually uh, benefited from it. She can send her kids to school. You know, that 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 is that is very wonderful for me. A big thank you to Liang Yu for his time. To learn more about risk contingent credit, you can Google that phrase plus the word IFPRI, and it will lead you to a bunch of papers, blogs, presentations, and really interesting videos. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts so you don't miss a single episode of Research Talks from IFPRI. Till next time.